What up, though? Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit with your boy Brandon Jordan. And I'm here with another episode, man, with one of my good buddies right here, man. Uh, one of the funniest cats in the country. Uh, this dude right here, man, since I've been in L.A., and uh, he's been one of the dudes there that's been real friendly and welcomed me in to the, uh, to the L.A. community, man. So I want y'all to put your hands together for my boy, B.T. Kingsley. What up, What's up, man? man? Uh, what up, though, is absolutely a Detroit slant saying, but I have absolutely adopted it. <laughs> it's, it's so just, people don't be with, they be meeting me, they don't know where I'm from, bro. Because I say Texas shit, I say Northern Cali shit, I say random shit that I picked up everywhere, and then I got a scarf on my head like I'm from Harlem. Niggas don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas don't know what to fucking do with me, bro. No, it's crazy because... Cause I go, I when I go around and visit a lot of cities, I hear people saying "What up, though?" and I automatically assume they're from Detroit, and they're yeah. like, "No, nah, I ain't even been here in my life." It's just yeah, they didn't adapt to the slang. That's how. Uh, that's how I feel for like uh, you know being from the Bay, nigga. It, nigga, that happened all the time. Like "hella" is absolutely a Bay word, and it's not really accredited. But right next to that. Like, I'll be talking to a chick, or I'll be talking to somebody about a chick. I'll be like, yeah, but, you know, it's different if she my gal. Niggas be like, gal? What the fuck is you from, nigga? <laughs> 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 nigga, I grew up in Houston, nigga. We say gal. Nigga, like, that's my gal. Nigga, like, <laughs> so, so, I seen that you uh you just went, you went up to Seattle and did Nate Jackson's club. I did. It was... How was that? Bro, you don't realize how... There's so many, it's, it's not the jokes. Stand-up is so much more than the jokes, right? For some people, not me specifically, but some people, it's community, right? I know people that are in, we, shit, we know people that are in stand-up. They're not really good at it. They don't really have any intentions on, uh, I ain't going to say they don't want to be successful, but that's not their number one focus. Right. right? They're not doing things as far as you can see, that are going to make for a different person. They might have a few little jokes that work, they feel a little sad, and they just they just niched out a, a community of people that they enjoy to be around, right? right? We've seen chicks come into comedy uh, because they cute in comedy, but in regular life, you okay looking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right? In regular life, you, you okay looking, but in comedy, you a borderline rabbit. So it's like, We've seen we've seen it happen a lot of different ways. So I realized a lot of it is community. And when I was, so we're at Nate's club, we're doing the shows. And Thursday, we're it's still quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. So we do the show and literally just go to the to up as soon as you do your set, you come out of the green room, do your set, then back to the green room. So still isolating in the building, right? right? Thursday we did that. Friday early show we did that. It did. It, it felt weird. It felt like I'm not doing stand up. It's like I'm doing the set. There's live people here, but this, this don't feel like what I'm familiar with. Right. Friday late show, mask was on, but I was with the people, yeah. man. I would shake hands, kiss babies, hug chicks, look at people, go wash my hands. Hey, shake hands, take pictures, go wash my hands like that. Like, yeah. but you were amongst people, like the. The social distancing has just been that. The social element is, you know, very, very uh, vital to what we do. Just so, how was the turnout though for the shows? Hey, every show was sold out. Now, mind you, this, but you, um, so Nate's Club is bigger than the Laugh Factory Hollywood. It's bigger than the Comedy Store Main Room. Okay, it's uh, bigger Shit. than. I'm, 
it's bigger than the improv main room. Damn. It's closer to comparable to like the Long Beach Laugh Factory. It's okay. a huge room, bro. And Nate's been to every comedy club in the country. So all the best things from every comedy club, it has. It has great lighting. It has great sound system. It has he like it's not a the nigga didn't didn't no shit to shit on anybody's club or anything like that. But he didn't just like he didn't half ass with this. Mm-hmm. He put a lot of money into making it probably one of the best stages ever. So like everything you love about the Stardome, everything you love about Nashville, everything you love about uh, the comedy store, everything you love about the factory, everything you love about any club you've ever been to, are really it's like a cataclysm mm-hmm. of that. As somebody who's been been to probably all the comedy clubs, if not most of them. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, bro. It is beautiful. And it holds co- close to 400, I believe, but they were only letting like 120 to like 120 in. I think as a, the, like some, um, they allowed more seats towards the end of it, but never more than like 140, 150. Okay. Yeah. Come in, you get your glasses, they sanitize everybody, only touch the people you with. You know, it was, they were they was really really safe about it, so it was dope. All right, man. Had masks for everybody. If you came without a mask, it made you put one on. So they was they was on it. All right, I'm gonna check that out, man. That sounds dope. Yeah, cool. man, it's, it's beautiful. So now, one thing with quarantine has has for me what made me do is something that you told me to do a long time ago, uh, and that was to go back and to watch some things to get a better appreciation of some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. One thing I found a better appreciation for is the Marvel stuff. Oh, look at there! It's because hey, I watched. See, I seen um, the both of the the last Avengers. Yeah. I watched both of them, but didn't understand shit because I never watched none of the other stuff. <laughs> so I'm literally watching it and confused at the same time. Like I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this is happening. None of that. Uh, so I couldn't say if it was a good movie or not because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Absolutely. So, so I went back and I went back and I watched the Thor movies. I went back and watched the uh, Captain Americas because he was like the weakest superhero to me. Yeah. I'm like, this nigga, all he got is a shield. What? Yeah. So, but I went back and understood where, you know, how he started and all that stuff. So I went back and started watching the Iron Mans and all everything. And I just actually last night I just uh, started the Disney Plus. Okay, got you. Because I because I didn't got into the Marvel stuff. Now I want to watch more. Yes, man. It's um, I could stand confidently and 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 say without a shadow of a doubt, it is by far the best tapestry of storytelling that exists. I don't. I don't even. I don't think it should even be questioned. Because if you start talking Godfather or any other format of a film that you want to talk about, it ain't going to have 22 movies. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to have this this long, like, because when you watch, when you, there's, like, I've been, now mind you, um, so I went back and i just been watching shit, like, randomly. Like, I went back and watched Iron Man the other day and so on and so forth. And I, I think next week I'm going to start um, a rewatch uh, timeline wise, okay. so I'm gonna start with uh, I'm gonna start with Cap One. I think then is like uh, Guardians One. Like there's an actual timeline to know it's Cap One. Then like Captain Marvel. There's like a timeline on how the movies dropped, and then there's a timeline for how shit actually happened. Mm-hmm. And 
when you see all the little small nuances for things that got paid off later, bro, yeah. bro, it, it get, it get, you, when you, when you're, when you see Cap 1 and you see Bucky die and then you see, uh, you, spoiler alert, I guess, <laughs> and then if you see what happens in our, and, and when you see Cap 2, it's a totally different, Winter Soldier's a totally different movie from Cap 1. You watch Winter Soldier like, I fucked with this nigga Captain America. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't fuck with it. That first movie, I was like, yeah. But then recently, I went back and watched Cap 1, and I was like, oh. And this is from a nigga who's a fanatic. I'm like, oh, this is the payoffs, bro. The payoffs. Endgame is the payoffs. Yep. It's like everything that you've seen up until this point. Yeah, yeah man. Like, I was just watching, um, I, I haven't finished it, but I started watching the Thor um, movie, the the one about his sister. Oh, Ragnarok! Yeah, Ragnarok. I started watching yeah. that last night, so it made me understand where the the chick that he made um, the the queen over uh, the the new yeah, Asgard. Yeah, yeah. It made me understand where she came from, and then also watching the Captain America made me understand the end of Endgame when he yeah. went back in time. Have you watched Civil War yet? Yes, I've seen Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because like, like when you see them, when you see them lose, when they lost in Infinity War, um, how, how and why do they lose to Thanos in Infinity War? Well, the reason is, is because they were not together. They were never solid. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no part in, in Infinity War where you're watching a movie where they fight Thanos as a united front. They're fighting them on Titan. They're fighting them in Wakanda. They're fighting them in this. They're fighting all over the world, but never together. Yep. So the reason that they weren't together is because all the shit that happened in Civil War, right? It's like because of where we stand, because we we not cool right now, nigga, and not for no bullshit ass random ass reason. The nigga you caping for killed my motherfucking mama, nigga, and my daddy. And you knew, fuck, mm-hmm. nigga, fuck everything you talking about, bro. Like, like I don't want when them two niggas is going at it. The only reason that Tony isn't able to kill Winter Soldier is because Cap's there, and the only reason he don't kill Cap is because fucking Winter Soldier's there. If it had not been two against one, he would have murdered one of them niggas. Mm-hmm. And there's real consequences. He took this nigga arm off. He's that nigga's going for blood, nigga. It's, it's not a, it's not a what's name. And you see in the fight if. If Winter Soldier don't grab this nigga in the in the midst to allow Cap that little bit of an advantage, he he, he don't need no somebody walks out, don't walk out of this room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like so I felt like the stakes were really, really high. So by the time they get to, you know, Infinity War, it's like, yeah, me and this nigga ain't really seeing eye to eye. They over there, we over here. I, if we need him, I guess I caught it. I ain't really fucking with that nigga like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when they when it happens and you see them squashing shit and they get back to it, it's like, oh, okay, now everybody's together. Let's try this again with all four. Nigga, the first when when I'm watching Infinity War and the Guardians show up, nigga, it's like it's like you was back in the Guardians movie. Because mm-hmm. Guardian movie because you see the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. No, I, mean. I haven't I haven't got to them yet. You'll see. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, I, I'm going to start a watch, I believe, next week. I'm going to start doing a, a Marvel watch because on my Discord, I'll be having like random little dialogues. And I'm going to start a rewatch from timeline-wise, beginning-wise. But once you see the Guardians movie, it's going gonna, it's gonna to add a whole nother layer. Because you're going to be like, oh, because 
everybody's fighting these fronts on a different space. It's like there's space shit, there's earth shit, there's government shit, there's quantum realm shit. There's like all these different spaces that they tap into that by the time you get to Infinity War Endgame, the payoffs make. Now, the one part that either I haven't watched any, I haven't watched um, any of the movie, other movies yet to understand, but there's one part of Infinity War I still don't understand. What was up with the Hulk? He got his ass up in the beginning, but why Why did that make a deterrent for him to come out the rest of the movie until the end? So, Hulk's storyline, um, do you want me to tell you or do you want yeah, to I want you to tell me. It's not going to ruin me from, from, from watching. Okay. Okay, so the the Hulk, so a couple things you got to you gotta know. Um, one, understand the dynamic of Marvel as a company, right? Um, I.e., they do, as uh, until, what, last year, they didn't get the rights to all the Fox characters back, right? They, they sold off rights to the major characters, Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Hulk. Hulk is actually owned by um, Universal. They own the rights to a Hulk movie. So that first Hulk movie, that's with, uh, not with Ruffalo, it's with, um, I forgot the nigga name. Um, that's the one that's in the legacy. It came out the same year as Iron Man did. But that's the one that they count as this is actually uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe folklore. Uh, Age of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Ross, all that stuff is, is present. Storyline-wise, Hulk has been Banner and Hulk have always had this inner conflict. Um, have you seen Avengers 2? This is, well, Ultron. Have I seen Avengers 2? I think so. So, uh, in a, so Avengers 2 is really where it, it, it collides upon itself. Hulk, Banner can't really control the Hulk. They're like two separate personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is, is this nigga's always kind of beefing with him about Hulk want to smash it. Nigga, I... I'm coming, you know what I'm here for, baby. And Banner's like, nah, nigga, we gotta control this, whatever, whatever. And when they're fighting, or when it's uh, the shit that you saw, Avengers one, yeah. Uh, so, so when it's when it's Avengers one, then it makes total sense to bring them out. But just in your day to day, it just this nigga's right. a, a recluse, right? So, what happens is, in when in in Avengers one, I'm sorry, Avengers two, Hulk's recklessness becomes a consequence. Like, some people get hurt. Like, nigga, this got fucked up, this got fucked up. Scarlet Witch uh, play, had control of you, and now there's a fucking problem. Right? right? So, fast forward to uh, after Sokovia, he feels fucked up. He gets in the fucking plane, and that nigga's gone. Okay. That's how he ends up on Ragnarok. Okay. So, when he ends up on Ragnarok, it's, Banner can't survive there. Right, Hulk, Hulk so he's he's Hulk for like two years. So Hulk's basically taken over, and Banner has been pushed to the side. So by the time, so when they're and mind you, when he's there, he's when he's on when Hulk's on Ragnarok, he's revered as a king. He's the champion. He borderline got a girlfriend. Uh, big fighter, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean. He, he's he's a childlike because he ain't never been able to exist. So when him and Thor are kind of tussling, he ain't never really exist. But he, you see him. Conflicted, like you don't like me, you like Banner. You're Banner's friend, and Thor's like, no, no, I'm your friend. Like, because they're two totally different personalities. So, by the time they get to when they get to Infinity War, 
he's used to being normal Hulk. He's used to knocking shit out, yada yada yada. But when they get when they get there, there's a conflict. It's like, all right, boom. I just met somebody. I got my ass whooped. All right, let, now let's go back. We got an issue because you only nigga. First of all, I'm. I don't want to be Banner. I want to be Hulk. And for whatever pussy ass reason, you keep pulling me out of this situation when 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 shit get bad. So you just basically embarrass me, nigga. You brought me out the house to get my ass whooped. And nigga, if I would have just been me, this would have never fucking happened. Mm-hmm. So after after the loss. The developing storyline is how do we get both these things into a synergy? And that's how you get to the Professor Hulk banner. That's how you get to them both existing in the same space at the same time. But they basically develop the story over like so many storylines. I want to say it's, I want to say it's, uh, I want to say it's Ultron, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. It's like they're trying to overarch a full storyline for the Hulk. Yeah. Okay. So, so basically, he doesn't. Hulk don't like when he said he not coming out, nigga. I'm not coming out because <laughs> he saved his life before. That nigga put a tried to shoot himself in the fucking mouth, and Hulk caught the bullet. Hulk mm-hmm. spit the bullet out. Like, don't don't act like you better than me, nigga. Like, like they got it's two. You got to understand, it's two different people in the thing. It's not Hulk ain't Banner ain't becoming the Hulk. Hulk is Hulk. Banner's back. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm definitely more into it now. Because at first yeah. I, I really wasn't that into, it, but now now I'm like, man, I can't stop watching it now. So you haven't seen Captain Marvel? No, I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. Have you seen Have you seen Ant Man? Actually, that's one of the ones I keep passing by, and I said that's one I'm trying to get to this weekend. Yeah. So you got okay. Yeah. So you got Ant Man. You Guardians. Guardians first. Guardians is a Guardians is a great watch. Guardians one is a, a fantastic fun watch. Um, Ant Man, Ant Man, and that's another thing. All these movies are genre bending. So like, um, Ant Man's really more like a heist movie. It's gonna feel like The Italian Job or like Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. like that kind of film. Uh, Guardians is like a mute. It's like a comic, com- comedic, like musical soap opera, like like a um, like a. Like a space opera, like uh, like Star Wars with more musicality. Okay, but uh, the you it'll I when after you watch everything, then go back and watch Infinity War and Endgame again. You are gonna pick up totally different shit. You gonna be like, oh, oh shit, and I noticed that when it's fresh on my mind, I'm like, yeah, because I watched like a few movies back to back, and I was like, oh shit, you okay. saw Winter Soldier, right? No. Oh. Nigga, I told you, I'm just not getting. I'm just not catching up. Fuck everything I said. First priority is Winter Soldier. Okay. Winter Soldier Guardians should be top of the list, unless you because some movies are just better than other. Winter Soldier is arguably one of the best Marvel movies. Period. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a lot of people's number one. A lot. Most people's number ones are Avengers One, Infinity War, Civil War, or Winter Soldier. Those are most people's number ones. Most, yeah, most people came for those as number ones. So, yes, sir. Now, did you ever? Now, did you see my list that I put up on uh, Instagram? I did. It was disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> so, I put up my top ten lyricists of all time list. 
This is, you know what I'm saying? And I was going back and forth with some people, and they were telling me I should have this. I said, no, this is my list. Right. You know, this is my list. This is my opinion. Now, is there some people on my list I feel like I could have put in different positions? Yeah. But this is my team, you know what I'm saying, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm, I'm solid with. Yeah, I know so, you feel a way about because you got Detroit at 10, and that's just, I don't understand. Now, that one right there, the Royce, I was – I really, it, it was the Royce one was either for me was either going to be uh, seven or ten because I was going back and forth between him and Kiss. Yeah, that's not hard for me. But just to, to name on my my list. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Before you do, tell me what what's your definition of lyricists? My definition of lyricists is a multiple uh, different things. It's Storytelling is um, being complex. It's metaphors. Um, it's being able to, you know, because a lot of times you have a lot of artists, you know, that that repeat a lot of things, you know, that talk about a lot of the same things in a song. It's someone that can be able to talk about similar things, but when you listen to it, it don't sound like the same. Gotcha. So them are some of my criteria when I think of a lyricist. So, so just so we're clear. I hate the term lyricist. Okay. Just, just, I understand what people say when they say it, but it bothers me because normally people are talking about um, some of the things you said, but then add on uh, the aspects of like uh, the complexities and metaphors and similes and like, you know, uh, double entendres mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea that niggas make those people lyricists and people that might have more of a simpler syntax mm-hmm. as not lyricists because I believe that one of the things that should because if, because what should happen is if that's the case, right, if those things are the most vital or important things okay. if you put all these niggas in the cypher you would be most impressed by the lyricists, that's how they do it, it's like the lyricists are way up here and everybody else is like trying to figure it out, I'm like right. nah nigga, Sometimes the easiest way to a point ain't to make it complex. And if something emotionally hits you, I feel like that should be counted in lyricism. It's, 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 it's the reason I feel like you compare Pac and Big. Because if you start talking similes and metaphors and all that shit, they, they don't compare, right? Mm-hmm. But Pac, you felt that nigga. You yeah. felt everything that he said. And like you just said, I believe storytelling is extremely difficult. I believe it's one of the hardest things to do in rap. And if you can storytell emotionally, it's like, nigga, this is like upper echelon. This is better than a, a metaphor or a simile or some random way that you put some words together. Like, I believe that it is the hardest thing to do to make something impact you like that. That's just... I realize I'm on an island like that. Like, mm-hmm. nigga, I... If somebody tried to argue for me that Too Short's a lyricist, I get it, nigga. I understand. I because when Too Short says shit, if you cut from a certain club, you get it. When you say if you say Pimp C's a lyricist, nigga, I get it because the things that he said cut through in a way. If that nigga was in a cipher with all the lyrical miracles. You would remember Pimpsey. You would remember every word he said. It's like nigga be like, oh, "These are my favorite lyricists." I'd be like, "But you don't know. You don't fuck with them niggas like that. Like you don't. You can't. 
you can break down syntax or stuff that they did. So just know that that's not how I did my list. Okay. But just know, I just want to know that that's where I stand when it comes to to the word lyricism. I just wish they, I, I wish that they quantify that when people talk about it, they quantified it in a different way where it wasn't this, nigga, these, but these niggas here, or it wasn't, like, it should just be on the same playing field as being able to do a lot of shit. But go ahead. So, my top 10 is going, I'm going to go 10 to 1. Number 10, I got Royce. Nine, I got Andre 3000. Eight, I got KRS One. Seven, I got Kiss. Six, I got Eminem. Five, I got Pusha T. Four, I got Nas. Three, Rakim. Two, Biggie. And number one, Jay Z. What what issues do you have with my list? Well, first of all, you got three stacks way too slow. You got way too low. Three three stacks should be higher. Um, I'm questioning how you really feel about KRS-One. Are you actually listening to KRS-One, or are you respecting him, and that's why you're putting him so high? And I could probably make that same argument for Kim, um, but I'm given the benefit of the doubt because of what he did for rap, right? Um, and then there's... But other than that, I get it. I'm I'm shocked at where you got Eminem too. Just on some, just on some Detroit shit. You where you got Eminem and Royce just seems odd. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we're gonna what it is one. Let's go with the the uh, KRS One. KRS One. Do I listen to on a consistent basis? No. Got do you. I listen to KRS One? Yes. I get into my I get into my hip hop moves like right now I've been on my uh my like today I was on my LL Cool J tip you know what I'm saying gotcha. KRS One is somebody I just, I go I have my moves you know I want to listen to some old hip hop and I go back and listen to but no he's not a guy that I listen to on a consistent basis but I have listened to his stuff multiple times and I respect him as I respect him highly as a lyricist gotcha okay the Eminem Royce. Like I said, the the Eminem and and Royce was hard to for me to position because I can easily put them in the top five just because I am from Detroit. But I'm not gonna sit here and just in, in front on it. Them is two guys I listen to, but they're not two of my they're not like two of my banger favorites to go so to. So the people that you have above them, you. You actually listen to, to or like more the top five. I listen to way more. Like I like man. You just don't understand. I listen to Rock Kim. Rock Kim okay. get played on, on on a consistent basis in the, in the car. Okay. Jay is my favorite. Love me some big. Pusha T is like people slipping on Pusha T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and Nas. That's just one of my one of, one of my favorite dudes to listen to, especially on the storytelling tip. I'm having to reorder mine right now because I, I did it, but I did it. I had it in a kind of order, but I ain't having like an order, order, order. Mm-hmm. I, I had to move some shit around. I had to take a nigga off just to make the list make sense. Okay. So go ahead and give me it your hurt. top 10. It hurt taking that nigga off. <laughs> but I only had the nigga on for a freestyle and for, for, for battle rap shit. So <laughs> Loaded Lux, you didn't make it, bro. I had to take you off. Uh-huh. Um. So number ten, 
got Lloyd Banks. Um, Banks probably has one of my favorite uh, verses of all time. The verse on um, the I Smell Pussy, I believe it's on the G. Oh, couple of, yeah. That was like a legit, it's, it's, it relates to my life way too fucking. Now, you talking to a G-Unit stand. Like, I was just listening to the G-Unit album the other day in, in the car. The compilation's amazing. The first 50 albums amazing. And then we could, obviously, the, I'm going to tell you what gets up on all the time. That G-Unit, uh, the, the, the Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That shit's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, Banks is, Banks is on there. I, I fuck with Banks. I feel like you put Banks in a room with anybody and he'll be fine. And he has versatility, which I... I credit very high. Okay. Twister. Got Twister at number nine. Um, now, I don't know. think, one, Twister's doing similes. What, what niggas don't realize about Twister is Twister is rapping his ass off. He's uh-huh. doing similes, metaphors, double entendres. He's doing all that within the speed that he's rapping. So not only is he is he being lyrical, but he he's not just in there just making shit up. He's telling stories. And nobody can do what Twister does. Nobody. I don't. I, I, and Twister got classic projects, so it's like the nigga is versatile. He has classic projects. He has a style that that cannot be emulated by anybody to the degree that he does it. And the niggas doing similes, metaphors, storytelling. He's doing all that shit. If you listen to to get it to, if you listen to get it wet, if you listen to fucking like that Adrenaline Rush album is oh. a fucking perfect album. Yeah. It's, Adrenaline Rush is a fucking perfect album and uh, it's because he's rapping fast niggas take away yeah, I'm like no 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 if you go and listen to what this nigga his, his diction his clarity his voice the way he's riding the track everything that should be there that nigga got it mm-hmm. twist the number nine Nas is number eight and I don't want to I don't really, I, if I'm keeping it funk, I don't fuck with Nas like that. Why would you just put on there just because he's respected? I, I understand the dynamic that after Nas, everything is different. After Nas, everything from here on out in hip-hop is officially different. Niggas started rapping a different way after Rakim. But niggas really start, the way that rap is today is legit after Nas, if I'm if I'm keeping it totally funky, um, and within my, I don't want to say disdain, but within my non fandom of Nas, um, he has still been able to cut through and uh, I I gotta respect it. There's Nas songs that I love, and I don't really fuck with Nas like that. So it's like like. If I believe storytelling is extremely important, and then you listen to Rewind, I can't. But the way you feel about Nas, and you probably gonna kill me when I say this, but it's just it's the way I really feel. The way you feel about Nas, how I feel about Kendrick. All right, how do I believe out of, out of here? How do I believe? <laughs> <laughs> is that I understand Kendrick. I get it. The dude, I didn't, I didn't met Kendrick before. I, I, I get it. The dude is one of the greatest rappers ever. Yeah. Never, to ever touch a mic. But the music that he makes doesn't really, it, it doesn't fully get it doesn't relate to me to where I'm like, I'm fucking with this. 
So I, I can respect the talent. I just don't vibe with what he puts out. So, so from uh, now, mind you, uh, just for clarity, I was born in the Bay Area. I grew up in Houston, Texas. So I have obviously heavy West Coast things. I love Forty. Mm-hmm. I love Short. I was in the Bay as a club promoter when on the on the back end of Hyphy, like. So, like, there's a high-intensity respect for West Coast shit, right? Um, and then right next to that, nigga, I grew up in Houston. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chameleon Air, Slim Thug, uh, like, that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I grew up, UGK, Scarface, that's what I grew up around, and that's before you start talking just Southern shit, like your A-Balls and MJGs and, like, you know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. kind of shit. So, there, let me be very specific. I love Kendrick rapping. When Kendrick's rapping, he starts going really high for me. Mm-hmm. I start taking points off when Kendrick takes his artistic and creative freedoms to bend voices and genres and so on and so forth. Like, bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe ain't my jam. But like, Blacker to bury him. This nigga's rapping his ass off. Um, uh, Kendrick's talking about this. I get to him. So let me. Uh, so, but Nas is. Th- there's so many. Th- there's. I, I I respect him in such a way where the nigga still ain't, but he got to be in the top team, bro. Because okay. just I storytelling alone, I respect storytelling in such a way that that is by far one of the best ways I've ever seen storytelling. Mm-hmm. So he's number eight. Um, probably rarely I'm going to put some Nas in, but I catch myself doing it sometimes. I bought way too many albums, and it's still because Nas just don't be getting bitches like I like to hear niggas get in, in music. Like I just like niggas, you know, talking yeah. that shit, and I like club shit. I like bangers and I like hard beats from that's bass, like yeah. southern shit. Um, Push T, I got Push at number what is that? Push is yeah. number seven. Um, uh, I got Push at number seven. Uh, uh, 10, nine, eight, yeah, I got Push to seven. Um, Push is gotta Push has to make my top ten for a lot of reasons. One, I, I never Push don't have a classic project for me. There's no, no Push T album that I just love and adore. Like this is my favorite Push T album. Um, there's Clips projects that I love, but I I don't love them enough to go back to them often. Mm-hmm. So then, like the member, like there's albums I go back to, and then there's albums that I like fuck with, fuck with. But I had to, as a uh, random note, I've been writing raps as of recently. Like, I'm doing I'm doing music now. Oh. But one time on some parody shit, uh, uh, I was writing, I was basically taking Pusher T's verse for um, Mercy. Mm-hmm. And I had to basically break it down. And when I understood what this nigga was doing in rap, I was like, the complexities are like fucking befounding because his delivery. The reason people sleep on push is because his his delivery, diction, and clarity is in such a way that it sounds simple, yep. but it's so it's extremely complex. The rhyme patterns, where he's choosing to rhyme the words, and why it's like, whoo, like, push is oh, like the verse on uh, drug dealers anonymous. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Like it was like I was going. Listen, to this. I'm so much of a Jay Z fan that it 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 was it hurt me to say Pusha killed him on that. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> but but it, it, I I don't think Jay takes it any kind of way because if you a good rapper, bro. If you're a dope-ass rapper or a dope-ass MC, you're going to show up in certain times like uh, you're going to show up in spaces where it's like anytime there's niggas rapping, you should stand out. Uh, and nigga, it's like a good hooper. It's like, nigga, uh, Gilbert Arenas gave Kobe like buckets one time. So it's like, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Uh, so push is there. Saha. I fuck with Saha a lot. Saha uh, has, I, I love uh, No Dope on Sundays. I love his, his, um, I love all, uh, most of the mixtapes. I love Royal Flush 1 and 2. I fuck with Saha the Prince. You can put Saha the Prince at any time, at any point, in any timeline. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You put that nigga in a cipher with anybody, and that nigga's going to shine. I, I, I need I'm to educate myself a little bit more. You said what? I need to educate myself a little bit more on Saha. Saha is nasty. Uh, he's super, super nasty. And then when he want to get into whatever bag he want to get into, like if you like for Push, right? When you just start talking songs with Push and Saha on it, that nigga Saha be Saha dust most of the niggas off in good music. And I'm a nigga that loves Two Chains and Push. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Sahai and Sean. And I'm like, this nigga Sahai is probably the best rapper in this in this in this collective of extremely dope MCs, this nigga might be the best. I, 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 I gotta educate myself here. Never he's Sahai's never yeah. let me down on the track ever. When I leave uh, out today, I put him on. Right. Uh top five, uh it's goddamn Kendrick's number five, man. Kendrick's number five. I ain't mad uh, at you for that. Huh? I ain't mad at you for that one. Yeah, you hate Kendrick. I get it. You, you think he's stupid. <laughs> and, and, thing, um, and I mess with and I mess with Cole way more than I mess with Kendrick. Yeah, Cole is a uh, fucking J. Cole, man. I wish J. Cole would allow niggas to. It, it's a weird. It's a weird dynamic, right? Um, J. Cole does a lot of his own production. He's I don't believe that it's servicing him as an MC to do so much. I like Friday Night Lights is one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. It's the J. Cole album I go to the most. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he was doing the beats for that, but nigga, the beats for for that, the beats every time J. Cole show up on somebody else's shit, I'm like, when he's on the 21 Savage song, I'm like, fantastic. Every time I hear this nigga on somebody else, it sounds like the J. Cole I love. Every time it's an album from him, it sounds like some sleepy shit. And that's just like, bro, you, I don't feel like he dub, I don't feel like he does drums well. I feel like he raps his ass off. And he does this, uh, Jekyll does this shit in, I, I used, I would hear within raps where it's like, this is the 16 bars. And the first three bars, he mentioned something. And then in the middle of the next four to nine, nine bars, he tells a story about that thing he mentions. And then on the last bar, he goes back to reference the first verse and then puts everything together. And I'm like, wait, wait. Like, he does it often. Next time I catch a verse, I'm going to send you the specifics of the verse. I'm like, he's talking about it here. And because 
normally a nigga would do this within chunks of like four, 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 four. But that's not what he's doing. He's doing like four, then seven, then like three, then two, then uh, the last things tie everything together. I'm like, I've never heard anybody do it as a nigga that's going down, breaking down raps. They don't normally write like this. It's like a really, it's like intricate stories within his 16s about the 16 he's talking about or the song. So uh, I fuck with J. Cole Tough, but he couldn't make my list because album-wise, I'd be annoyed. And I, do, I don't listen to none of the J. Cole albums, and I love no, J. Cole. I, I and definitely, that's go, back I definitely go back to some. And yeah. not, it's not a Kendrick, on the other hand, Kendrick makes amazing albums. The Pimp Butterfly is great. Fucking Good Kid Man City is great. And Damn was everything I fucking needed it to be. Mm-hmm. Damn, Damn is just amazing production and amazing rapping. And there's no he don't he don't bitch kill he don't bitch kill my vibe on damn at all, and and, and it's just a bunch of it's just it's just uh, anywhere it's just like a bunch of we gonna be all right it's just a uh, DNA it's just like a bunch of hard hitting shit that I listen to all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kendrick's number five, M's number four, for pretty much just skill set. Yeah. Pretty much just skill set. Uh, if you're talking about niggas who can rap their ass off, I don't think it goes without saying. I hold a heavy Achilles heel to Eminem for the lack of versatility because M can't make a club hit to save his Listen, life. I went back and listened to uh, the Marshmallows LP. That uh-huh. came out when I was in middle school. Yeah. And listening to it now, I'm like, yeah, it's a couple tracks on there. It's like, okay, but for the most part, I'm like, why did I like this album like this? It's like, nigga, I don't want to hear about you killing your mama and how you putting your chicken in the trunk and and doing all this crazy shit. I don't want to hear none of that. Because he's just really, really good at rap. That's what it, but as a nigga who appreciates a good storyteller, you're here along for the ride. Like, and the, the but M, the last album he just did, whatever the last album was, there's like two tracks on there that are by the best beat producers in like the South. It's like whoever's number one in the South, uh, I can't even, th- I don't even know who they are. Many, I can't even think of it. Huh? Many Fresh? Is no, 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 no. The best right now. Like the best oh, niggas. Right now. Oh, I- I'm talking about like the best producer. You name a hit and they're attached to it. Um, like Young London on the track did the beat or some shit. Okay. And when I tell you M can't do it, he can't do it, bro. Yeah. He he's trying to make a club it's song not, and the nigga failing horribly. Yeah, it's not him. Bro. It's just. You know, I'm gonna tell you what it reminds me of. There's a there's a there's an interview with Jermaine Dupree and he was talking about his like why he loved working with Mariah. And they say one day they put him in the studio with Whitney Houston. And he said, Whitney Houston's voice is probably one of the most amazing voices that he's ever heard in his life. But you know that thing that Mariah does on tracks with That's JD. That's not Mariah. That's JD telling her how to do it. He's like, mm-hmm. no, I need you to hit the words this fast, almost rapper like that. And then, you're going to miss me. That, that's what I want you to do. He tried to get Whitney to do it. He said she could not do it. He said she couldn't grasp why she was singing so fast. He said she couldn't do it. And that's how I feel for him. Nigga, you're really, really nice. 
you cannot do this one thing, bro. You cannot make a, a club song. Like, and remember, make a, remember when he did the, uh, the Lean Back remix? Yep, fuck, he, he damn near be fucking these songs up. Duh, he did not sound right on that track at all. Yeah, it, it's not it's not white. Because MGK can make club music. Uh, it ain't. It's not the white thing. It's it's a it's a disconnect. It's just not who he is, bro. Yeah. And I and I respect that. But as a nigga whose favorite things to do are go ride around in my car and bump shit loud and or hear shit in the club, like and or hear shit in my headphones and work, out, nigga, he, M ain't never there, bro. <laughs> M's only there for long drives of like me just breaking down rapidy rap rap shit. Mm-hmm. So M's number four. Just on skill set alone. Uh, Biggie's number three. For obvious reasons, Biggie has classic projects. He's a he's a rapidy rap rap. Uh, three Stacks is number two. Wow. Three Stacks is number two. Number two. Okay, number I gotta two. hear this. Three Stacks has... First of all, if I just talked Love Below, it wouldn't even be a valuable conversation. Because that album is literally perfect. There's zero flaws in that album. He's, and he ain't really even rapping on there. We're just talking about a musicality as an artist, as a writer. The album's fucking perfect. So now I gotta go into first. Let me tell you who gets disrespected is fucking Big Boy. Big Boy is one of the best rappers and or lyricists probably ever. But the reason niggas don't notice is because he's standing next to fucking three stacks. Andre is so good that the, if you're talking about the. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you what's the most impre- um, impressive shit for me. It's, it's the reason Drake almost made my fucking list. When as a, as a rapper, you're able to come on a track and literally do and or say whatever you want. Like, like I feel like Dre is never like, damn, how am I going to make this match? This? How am I going to? What rhymes? No. I don't feel like Drake ever does that. I don't get that feeling from him. I don't feel like he ever does that. He, because... The way he approaches a, a a track, let's say let's say let's say it's it's really hard to let's say complexity is a rap. I'm writing a rhyme. Cat rhymes with snap. Okay, or that's very easy, right? So then, if you go a deeper level, then you start rhyming as opposed to rhyming cat. You rhyme the word right before cat to match that. Meet the last word. Okay, well that was an interesting dynamic. And now you do a metaphor in there. Okay, cool. Now you do a double entendre. Now we're into uh, I've been I've been cursed with this curse to just curse. It's like okay, now we're in some super dope complexities. So then to take all that and flip it on his head to bring it back and say I'm just gonna be able to do whatever the fuck I want on all tracks combined ever. Mm-hmm. I feel like Andre does that. Put Andre on any song. With anybody, and Andre makes it better. He can, it, I can, and the songs he's doing on don't even. Be, I can go Andre's verse on fucking give me the green light. I can, and it compares to most rappers' best verses ever. The the song on um, on I Choose You, the uh, the elevators. Uh, what's that? Andre's one. The South got something to say, and that nigga fucking said it, bro. That nigga Andre is probably, and I listen to a lot. If you ever want to get give yourself a, a a nerdy lesson in hip hop, the old Outkast albums used to come with the books with the words. Mm-hmm. 
I've listened to way too many Andre albums while reading what the, the nigga word. was saying. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this nigga's the greatest. The Damn, only he reason he's really not bad. number one is because number one is obviously old. Zero flaws as an MC. I have zero. He has way too much catalog. He shouldn't really be compared to anybody. The catalog's too extensive. And it's still continuing. And Jay can do everything. Jay can storytell. Jay can wrap you under a table. Jay can make a club song. Jay can make a song for chicks. Jay can make a song about politics. Jay can make a song about anything. And when you're just, when he's in comparison to other rappers, we've heard Jay flip a flow fast like nigga what, nigga who. We've heard him, uh, nigga, I was, so if you if you think about the complexity of like a, a double entendre for like a metaphor assembly, right? The fucking, um, when, as recent as 444, when the niggas say, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay, niggas throw that out the window. Like the complexities of what he's doing are like simple. It's like, no, nigga, he made an entendre within an inflection. He didn't even, if he says, I'm not black, I'm OJ, okay, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate. You have to take the breath, you have to take the pause. It's almost like, uh, Sean almost made my list too. Um, it's almost like when Sean, when Sean created the um, dropping out the like to just make the um, the the simile or the metaphor there. Like uh, like there's a part of uh, Big Sean created um, he created the dynamic of like uh, like my car is all white. Uh, no word, and then the word. I get what you mean. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, okay. He, he does it all the time, and he created it. Drake, but, but Drake you, made you, it. Do you count that more as flow than lyrics? What do you mean? Like the way the way he's just flowing it, the way he just delivered it, versus actually lyricism. Who? Sean. No, I absolutely accredited to lyricism. Okay, I absolutely accredited to lyricism because it because. One, Wayne. Now that's why I was surprised you didn't have on your list. I was waiting for him. So I'm not. Listen, I like. I'll be honest with you, bro. I love Wayne from. Um, I like the first Little Wayne, bro. The block is hot. I like Keisha. Block is hot. Little Wayne. I like. I, I don't dislike the Carter Little Wayne, but. Carter one, two, and three are, are good, and then there's like all the mixtape shit, but all the mixtape shit is pussy. It's like nigga, it's all pussy, man. It's all pussy talk. And that's talking about what you gonna do to pussy, pussy and getting it. You know what I mean? It's, it's just all it's all pussy talk, bro. Mm-hmm. That's it. Pussy and drugs, that's it. Right, and and that ain't talking about what you gonna do to pussy and talking about getting Bitches is different for me. Mm-hmm. So no, Wayne, Wayne would no Wayne. It, it, it not even kind of would make my list. Um, Wayne might not even Wayne's. He starts. Wayne might not even be top fifteen. I got a lot of niggas over Wayne. I got Buster over Wayne. I got fucking um. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. So let me take the conversation this way. So as Jay being your being your number one. 
and you being the, the king of the top five. Yeah. What is, off the dome, if you can, what is your top five Jay-Z uh, albums in order? Oh, uh, Jay-Z albums in order. Ooh, okay, so... I know Black Album's there. Let me let me see where everything goes. I know Black Album's there. Black Album might be number one, but give me a second. Um, I'm a I'm a fan of Blueprint too, but it definitely has holes in it. If that um, album, if, if it wasn't a double album, that'd be another classic. What if Blueprint Two was not a double album and it just had the the great songs just on one album that was off that that would have been a, that would have been a. Uh, I, I love Blueprint Two. I, I, I thoroughly and not the not the blueprint two point one not that fuck shit the no, original blueprint two, blueprint yeah. two. <laughs> um uh so let's say am I put can the is the dynasty okay black album and reasonable doubt we know are probably one and two interchangeably then I'll probably go hmm that's hard. Jay got so many great albums. If volume one and two ain't up there, I can tell you that. Um, I can tell you that I would, I would, oh, uh, American Gangster is probably number three. I want to put Dynasty in there, bro. I want to make Dynasty like number four. I think Dynasty is probably five. And mm, I fuck with Magna Carta, hella tough. As of today, with just off the top of my head, no, I can't put Magna Carta that high, and I can't put four 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 that high. I would have to go maybe uh, I'll I'll go Blueprint. I'll go Blueprint. Yeah, I'll go. So Dynasty's five, Blueprint's four. Uh, American Gangsters three, Reasonable Doubt, Black Album. Okay. Unless I'm counting Watch the Throne, then everything fucking changes. Watch the Throne is easily number three. Then. You can count Watch the Throne. Then Watch the Throne three. Watch the Throne is yeah. So Black Albums one, Black Albums one. Uh, what's the name is two. Um, Reasonable Doubt two. Watch the Throne is absolutely number three. American Gangster, and then um. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. What about you? For me, American Gangster is number one. Uh, American Gangster is amazing yeah. fucking out. Reasonable Doubt number two. All right. Blueprint number three. Black Album number four. And Dynasty number five. Yeah, that, that Dynasty, man. That Dynasty album is... That, that Dynasty album, listen. <laughs> I, I remember... I would, I would never forget it. I went out to we went out to dinner as a family. To, I, I don't remember the restaurant. I just remember we went out to dinner for some fa- with family at, at the mall at some restaurant at the mall. I took I saved fifteen dollars for this for this for this for this album and went out to Target and bought the album and I played that album every day until the until the seat till I broke the damn CD and it wouldn't play no more. I, I fucking love that Dynasty album. I, you know what? Let me look at something. Hold on, because I might I might have to change something. Let me look at one thing. If I go to Jay Z, 
I think this might have just changed, bro. Um, because in volume three, nigga, I feel like I just need to see what the secret tracks are. Um, the what are the what album is the secret? What's uh, lyrical exercises on that's what? On Blueprint. Okay, then it's fine. Oh. If that shit would have been on volume three. <laughs> If that shit would have been on, if the secret tracks was on volume three, everything fucking yeah, changes. That was again. Blueprint that had, that had the secret tracks. Yeah, volume three is, is fucking, volume three is one of my favorites. Um, nigga, uh, I don't, I, I don't hate Kingdom Come. Jay Z's bad albums are better than most niggas' best albums. Yeah, I, I never understood why people said that like, they felt Kingdom Come was a bad album. I said it might not have been one of his, his best. But it just it wasn't a bad album to me. No, Jay, I don't even. You know what? If you're a good, if you're a dope rapper, right? Certain things should happen when you are uh, approaching an album. The production, the way you like to, what kind of songs you want to make, and all that shit. And I feel like Jay does that better than everybody. He's second to none. He knows exactly what he sounds good on. He knows exactly what he wants to talk about. And he could do it better than most. Um, like, I, I wish J. Cole would listen sometimes. The shit that J. Cole hates, like, I just wish he would listen, bro. J. Cole hates, like, I remember when he did, um, like, I'm about to blow up. He hates that fucking song. The songs you hate, nigga, are arguably my favorite songs from you. The songs you like, man, the label was just trying to make me do some shit I would have done. Nigga, I like all that shit, bro. Uh, Can't get enough? Come on, bro. It's like, nigga. I love you, that. you. That's one, he got one of the hottest lines uh, that I ever heard on that, on that song. What's the, when you say, I come from the field where they carry four fives like chains for a 20. Yeah, nigga. God, if you can rap, it's, it's Nas, let me tell it, Nas. Uh, falls victim to the same thing. Why Nas tripping? Uchi Wally Wally is one of your best songs, bro. Why you Why you tripping, nigga? Uchi Wally Wally is hot as fuck, nigga. <laughs> now listen, Jungle did bust your ass on there, but nigga, <laughs> nigga, when Uchi Wally Wally go off, Uchi Wally Wally go off, nigga, and it's like, bro, you you're denying a feel for your own. It's, it's, it's one of the things I could probably hold against three stacks, like my nigga. Just rap for me, bro. Like I don't, I don't care about your what you're going through emotionally. Like I hear you, and I understand as a creative, and you got to do what's best for you. I think one of the big, I think the reason Andre stepped away from rap is because the way niggas received the Love Below album. No, well, I heard a recent interview that he did, and he just said, you know, they was asking him, you know, of course about you know why he stepped away and where the music. At. He just said creatively, just not there. Right. I believe creatively he's not there because what he's doing, I don't feel like it's resonating, right? Mm-hmm. Hey Y'all is one of the biggest songs of all time. Yeah. Right? Just a, just another credit to how big he is. Hey Y'all is one of the biggest songs of all time, right? You know what else is? The Way You Move by Big Boy. But nobody fucking remembers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Niggas act like that ain't on the same. Like, like when Big Boy and Drake decided to do solo albums, like Big Boy didn't give you a fucking banger. And niggas mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, nigga. Uh, nigga, I listened to 
the love below so many times. I, I it took me years to make it to speaker box. Cause when I bought the album, I only put Dre in, and then the nigga never came out. Mm-hmm. It never, it never left the deck, and it took years for me to go back and listen to Speaker Box. Cause I would mm-hmm. randomly just be hearing shit from Speaker Box. I'm like, I really enjoyed this. Let me listen to this whole album, and it was fucking impeccable. But with Dre, when he drops Hey Y'all, right? If you understand the love below, if you understand the sequence of the album, right? Cause Kendrick tried to do something very Kendrick did something kind of in that frame for Dan. The Love Below tells us the story from track one to track 15 or whatever it is, all the way through with this journey of relationships, women, yada, 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 yada. Hey, y'all is a really fucking sad song. It's, but the front of it is keeping on the faith. That's why it sounds like joy, but it's really fucked up. It's really, it's heartbreak. And niggas didn't receive it like that. I don't think people got it. If you listen to, because when, when Hey Y'all come on in sequence, you know exactly where we're going with this story because he just thought the bitch was the prototype. He found out she, it's after Caroline. It's like, no, it's right before Caroline. It's like, you know this bitch is a hoe. It's like, no, this ain't, this ain't the woman I'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life. I don't want to meet your mama. Don't want to meet your daddy. Like I don't. Want, like I'm. I'm out. Like it's. It's. It's heartbreak. You about to make I don't, me go back and listen to this shit again. <laughs> nobody, nobody listens to it like that. And when I remember when he performed it, I think it was American. It was American Music Awards or like the Billboard Awards or something. That nigga came on stage and he said, "For the last fucking time ever." And they, because they didn't have the 10 second delay and it was like on Fox or something. I was like, wait, what? He said, I'm performing this song finally for the last fucking time ever. And then he performed it. I've never seen that nigga perform. Are you about to make me go back and try and listen to that? I, the Love Below? No, that, just that song again. Just, just hey y'all to, 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 to get that. Cause I didn't think of it like that. Bro, listen. That's why to I said I'm gonna go back and listen to it with that mindset. Go listen to the Love Below album. In sequence mm-hmm. from 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 Love Hater, uh, he and and hold on, let me let me let me not even fucking guess. Let me go to the goddamn prediction. Uh, take two, don't bring that up. If you go right from sequence, um, you set the tone. You go into Love Hater, right? Uh, you have a, he has a conversation with, about with God about trying to find love. He talks about the fantastical social things of like what things feel like or what love is supposed to look like as far as society goes and happy Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Then you go to spread. He did met a chick fast, hit her fast, and nigga, uh, what the fuck is, are, are we doing this? Like, like, this, that was fun. I hit, he met her and hit her dumbass fast, right? Right. And this is shit that niggas just go through in life. You meet a chick, y'all fuck dumbass fast. Where are my panties? Don't matter. I, she she knows what she wants out of life. This is fine. Prototype. I I hope that you're the one, but you, but you know if not, you are the prototype. She lives in my lap. Is is specifically about the woman in your life who she was dope. She was dope, but she wasn't the one. I can't I can't put my finger on it why it's not you, but it's not you. Mm-hmm. Forever, my fiance. It's like she lives in my lap. Like she's, 
She's I can call her whatever I want. She's down. She's beautiful. But you ain't you ain't the wife, right? So breaking that off is hey y'all. I don't want to meet your daddy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally it's literally the end of that, right? It's literally the, the I don't want to meet those people in your life. Then you go into roses because now they beefing. They're legit having an issue with each other. By the time you get to um uh uh crazy bitch, because right. you, you play with her most for however long y'all was together forever. My fiance was a chick. You would be with it. Y'all was fucking with each other for years, but this not the one, right? Then he meets the other chick. Uh, good day, a, a lady. Behold a lady, pink and blue. She's a little older, loving war, and blah, 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 blah. Dracula's wedding. Nigga, the song, listen to it in sequence. Love below is, and mind you, and then by the time you get to the final verse, and he's rapping about Erica about doing all this stuff, so you're like, this nigga just gave me his whole fucking life, bro. Right. Okay, so yeah, you, yeah, you got to be going back to, and, and, and listen to this a whole total different than that. Nigga, from, from top to bottom, Love, love Below is hard to fuck with. And, and I get it. It's such a, it, it's, it's the inspiration behind 808s and Heartbreaks. It even, um, like, I, I don't, I've been listening to more Drake now because I'm not, not like a Drake stand like that. Mm-hmm. But you put Drake. Listen, I get it. I hear that. I get that. I don't think that's what it is. I really don't think that like Drake has niggas sitting writing lyrics yeah. for him. I don't even think that's kind of the case. I, I, I don't even think it's... I, I believe that a nigga did a reference track. He was trying to show a nigga some love. He left some of the shit in that the nigga said. He put the other shit on it that he wanted to say. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. He didn't make my list, but as a nigga that's been listening to more and more Drake, Drake fumbles when he's trying to commit to both audiences simultaneously. When he's trying to commit to the R and B singing audience, and he's yeah. trying to compete with compete uh, connect with his rapping audience. Because when Drake's just rapping, Drake is a rapper. Mm-hmm. Drake don't pull no punches. It, nigga, you name him. If Drake there too, nigga. Drake is dumbass memorable. He's dumbass clever. The nigga's low key hilarious. It's like that's why I love. That's why if you're reading this too late, it's one of my. It's probably my favorite Drake album. If, if you're reading this too late, it's one of yeah. your favorites. Yeah. If if you're reading this, is one of my favorites. But definitely, uh, nothing compares to So Far Gone. I think So Far Gone is So Far Gone is his classic for me. Um, Take Care is a close second. Drake nothing does. Was, I actually like nothing was the same a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, here's some here's some other shit. I went. I remember I went to a Drake concert. This might have been around. This might have been close to Take Care time. And I'm not a huge. Nah, at the time, I'm, I'm still to this day not a huge Drake fan. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I just went to every concert that there was. That year, like everybody that went to concert, like I would just in consistently in stadiums. Uh, I was just hitting concerts hard. When I tell you this nigga Drake got so much music, bro. When I nah, but we, let me tell you. Hold on, let me go back to how far it was. It this is around. This is around. Thank me later. Take care. So this is only two or three albums in. This right. is before. Uh, 
nothing was the same as before. If it's before him and Future, it's before. Look, I'm put it like this: Future's on the show. Future's biggest. This is how old a long, long ago this was. Future's biggest song was technically the when because Future's on the show with Drake. Future comes out, and every song he's doing is basically the hook or a guest on somebody else's song. Because the only song he has is the biggest song he has, which is uh, Same Damn Time. So, yeah, that was long ago. That's what I'm saying. Future's nobody at the time. So, Future has Same Damn Time, and Same Damn Time is big. So, Future comes out, he does his set, right? And I'm like, oh, I fuck with some of this shit. Then Drake comes out and does probably about an hour and a half. And I remember when Future left the stage, I was like, how the fuck this nigga ain't gonna do same damn time? That's clearly the biggest song this nigga has. That's interesting. Drake comes out, does an hour and a half. Miguel was on the show too. Miguel opened. Miguel's nobody. Miguel has only, he when he's doing uh, shit from the first album, niggas don't even know the shit, bro. Niggas don't know what the fuck this nigga talking about. Uh, what he does, Drake comes out and does about an hour and an hour and a half, hour forty five of music. Mm-hmm. Hints, nigga, hints. Then he does. Uh, then he come. Then Drake in the middle of the set. Him and Drake, him and Future have a song together. When Future's finishing out his verse. Drake leaves stage to while Future finish, finishes verse. He's like, "Oh, that nigga Drake ain't up here." He's like, "Well, shit, I still had another song to do." <laughs> and he does same damn time, right? Yeah. Drake, he clearly they did this on purpose. He's backstage and close with her or whatever. Nigga, for about the next twelve to fifteen minutes, the DJ's playing Drake songs that he's not going to perform. Y'all remember this? Y'all remember this? Successful. Y'all remember? I'm like, nigga, he's just playing songs. This nigga didn't perform these, and he's not going to perform these. Just just yeah. taking you back through Drake's catalog. Then the nigga comes back out again and does another hour and 15 minutes. Bro, this is on his second or third album. No. And I'm yeah. not a Drake fan, and I knew every word and every fucking song. Drake is just one, Drake is one, of, the, one, it's one of them artists, though, man. He... He clearly, as just a hip hop, as just a hip hop artist, he's one of the top five of all time. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's made. I I think at, like now, mind you, hey, push it, dusted that nigga off. <laughs> push it, dusted that nigga off, baby. Like like I knew he would. All right, we can't gotta get Drake credit though. He, he got he got meek. He make Drake got meek. I don't understand how it was so... It's not... Drake's not a hard nigga to attack. He has a lot of hilarious shit to attack. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of random easy things. He's an easy target. So, the fact that niggas couldn't get him is like, alright, I guess. But no, Drake is... Drake... He... If, if he keep up at this pace, he gonna end up making my top ten. And this is from a nigga like... Just like I have to put Nas here. Niggas that'll never leave my top ten. Jay-Z, Three Stacks, Twister... Kendrick, Biggie, and Saha, and Push. Everything else is negotiable. Nas is negotiable. <laughs> All right, man. We about to uh, wrap it up. So just uh, just tell the people, man, what you got coming up? 
Um, so there's uh quite a few things going on right now. Um, I got a, a birthday around the corner, and chances are I'm gonna take that week to really kind of go ham. So most importantly, uh, just follow me on uh, just go to the Instagram page, BT Kingsley. Click the link in the bio and go to the uh, the to all the stuff there. My merch, I got merch that's uh, just came out. Um, if you saw the, if anybody listening has seen the episode of Wording is Hard, I got fuck book shirts. I got fucking frizzy fry shirts. I got all kinds of dynamics for that. I have, um, I'm going really hard for Twitch right now. We're almost at a thousand people, I'm like seven thirty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my Discord is super, 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 super jumping. So, join, if nothing else, most importantly, join the Discord. But the link is in the bio on my IG. So everything is BT Kingsley. So you know, give me what's five. Up is coming. What's up with the top five? Give me five is coming. I'm giving uh, a. I mean, give me five. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it, it, it's synonymous. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's in a perfect world. I will be synonymous with the two. So uh-huh. you, we on the right page. Um. I want a uh, if I if I had it my way, it'll, it'll probably before the end of the month. We'll probably have another episode for the end of the month. But for everybody listening, you guys, it, there was never a goal to drop these episodes every week. That's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. When the episode drops, it drops. You watch it, and then there'll be another one sometime soon. But it's not going to be a weekly thing. That was never the case. The LeBron barbershop. Uh, structure was always a structure like oh shit another dope conversation let's go watch all right cool that one was over y'all enjoy why it happened and then uh, and then we'll drop another one so there's that okay so you're being creative bro are you gonna be uh, filming anymore so um uh covid i don't hmm. know i got i got like i got like seven in the can so we well, we dropped one, so I got six more left. Um, I don't fucking know. Oh, no, well, you, know I, you know I got you. Um, whatever you feel me, here, man, I definitely like, want to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know we had these conversations. I mean, now I am, but listen. So, so I, so I guess so. Everybody, listen. I I do sixteen, fifth. I, I do fourteen shows a week. I do a DJ uh, R and B music uh, at eleven PM every night. Vincent Dracula Jones Tuesdays through Saturdays. I do um, 11 p.m. West Coast time. I do uh, Wednesday Lover is my relationship show on IG. That's on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. West Coast time. Uh, you got to come in on one of the top five Fridays. They do like a top five Friday. I, I did one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, I do them every every Friday. I'm dropping them. So mm-hmm. uh, until I can get back up and film it, it'll be kind of that kind of stuff. But absolutely, you know, we debate this kind of stuff all the time. Yep. All right, bro. Thanks for yes. coming on, man. Uh, get the Instagram, one more Instagram and website one more time. It's on everything. Join the Discord. Join the Discord, and it all makes sense. All right, man. And for all my people again, Brandon Jordan Comedy on Instagram. Uh, that's another episode. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Now I'll let you. All right, Kingsley. All right. Uh,